we should have spam and thongs. Well, that's what I did with all my shaved hair. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Mark Merkin. I'm sending it to Dame, Dame Judy Dench. I, I, she needs it. The Justice Merkin. <laughs> I am on eBay. Your alopecia gets justice. <laughs> it's so light and airy. I like being in your area. <laughs> but my hair is in your area. This is Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is the Blue Fez. And you are listening what's, to... What's... Un- Unsane Radio. 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 All right. Welcome back for another episode. <laughs> this episode, we are going to talk about our favorite movies that uh, predominantly star children, kids, right? Kid actors. Um, and we've uh, kind of we were open. It, it can you know it's predominantly kids. You know it's about the kids or the kids have a, a significant role. Um, okay. And it can be any genre. You know it doesn't have to be uh, horror or science fiction. Um, although there are some really good ones with those in there as well. Um, so we just wanted to like, what are the ones that really kind of, uh, knock our socks off? Who has the good kid actors? Cause you know, you see these movies with kids in them and there's just a lot of bad kid actors or directors who don't know how to work with kids or whatever. Um, so I think we're going to start off with, uh, the blue fez. All right. I'm, I'm leading off here. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to throw some movies out there and you guys tell me if they fit the genre because I, I was thinking about this uh, last night and, uh, you know, realized this this kind of crosses, you know, fantasy, sci-fi, horror. Um, so I'm going to start with horror and the one that probably resonates the most with me, uh, Village of the Damned. Oh, nice. Yes. The yeah, original one. The, the John Carpenter one is okay but I prefer the original, the black and white version. And that, I remember seeing that as a kid and that movie kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, but it's, it's you know, just just a great story, great concept, great ending. Um, so, yeah. and, I, and I actually like the second one better than- Oh, the, the John Carpenter? One. No, no, the the sequel to that. The, oh, the, the, right. What is that? The Children of the Damned or- yep. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't sure what they were. Were they saviors or were they invaders or yeah. just mutants that were getting ready to take? It was anyway. Yeah, I I prefer that movie over the first one actually. Has anybody else seen it? Because I haven't like, seen either one of them. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah, I uh, I, I I love both of the the films in that series. You know the um, and it's very creepy. You know, yes. and it's very British. Yes. That's Feather's good thing. It's not, it's not a slam line. It's just it's got its own pacing. Yep. Oh, no. Yes. Its own sensibilities. It's it's kind of subdued, uh, you know, and and it builds. Which kind of works for those yeah. movies, though. I mean, yeah, oh, I certainly. Like yeah. Just, just it, right. Exactly. There's like the Hammer and and the, the Quatermass films are, those, are the same way. They have it's their own oh, yeah. And you could just enjoy it. But yeah. yeah. The Village of the Damned. Oh, that's. 
it has this cold handling of the whole it just seemed impersonal i guess I, I, yeah there's something about it that's just yeah okay and Blue i Fed. love the photography that's stark black and white to it yeah yeah, yeah. agreed okay Bluefez, what else you got in there all right see so, you know, let's uh, let me throw a couple more out there uh, i've got a couple more in the horror genre uh let the right one in Oh, yeah. uh, the the original I, I like the, the original Swedish uh, film I, yeah. I thought that movie was just phenomenal great great idea that the the two kid leads are just great in that movie yes that's an excellent I kind of like both of them actually the yes. remake's not bad it's one of the few remakes that that's pretty worthy of yeah, the original source material it's I okay mean, yeah yeah and you know of course you have the the, the casting too which helps um yeah what, what's her face and they did girl. a good job with it too i thought yeah. you know i, I, I thought the, the original one yeah. oh go ahead it's just go ahead, too much go ahead, cgi guys. yeah i thought the cinematography though in the the original swedish film was a, a, a little bit more stark a little it had mm-hmm. that yeah which i thought added to the the overall experience of the film I agree. I was blown away that when I first saw this movie, I'd heard good things about it and just left going, my God, that was just a superlative horror film and totally sucked me in. I totally felt empathy for this kid who was getting picked on and bullied. I loved the relationship that he had with, with the vampire and the fact that they were treating her concerns seriously. It wasn't some kind of a ploy to move on to something else. It was this serious relationship they had and uh the starkness as you as you said fez starkness it, i mean a lot of the the northern european horror films have that starkness as as a part of their palette and that's one thing i really like about them is because it it's so bleak you know uh, yeah i love this movie you say you saw him feather So I'll tell you what. So I, I got two in there. Why don't I do one more? Because I, I don't want to throw it out there. So my my third, because uh, there's there's a lot to choose from. I'm gonna throw in the Back to the Future series because that's one yes. of my favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah. All three of them. Well, especially you know the first one because it's just it's that perfect. You know, you start with teen life in the '80s. You throw back to the '50s. You know that that kind of back and forth. And yeah, you know a lot. Of, you know, don't have to say too much about that movie. That's been like one of my favorite. Uh, movie where you know you've got teens leading the leading the film here leading the uh the story so it's one of my favorites which one is that um back to the future oh, back to the future did right? you forget okay. yeah. we're going back <laughs> to the I was, future i was like clicking on stuff i had sean muted for a while so you guys may I have heard him <laughs> but the recording did not too. well fucking mute me again my favorite scene in 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 the series is the Johnny Be Good live. Yes, that just just I just died laughing when I saw that scene and and the reaction and it just is it's a it's a great one of those classic scenes. Yeah, your your kids will get this. Your kids will like this or something like that. The line is when he's done playing, he looks out to that audience. They're all just looking at him like, "What the hell are we just seeing?" Yeah, your your kids will <laughs> like it. Yeah. Gadfly, you were going to say something a little earlier, right before we got to Back to the Future. What were you going to say about Let the Right One In? Yeah, I was just asking Feather he, if he'd seen both of them, you know, because I've not seen either one of them. Uh, I've heard really good things about it, but I just keep, you know, it's one of those things that falls off the radar, you know, that I really want to watch. Yes, I've seen both of them. Uh, <laughs> and I agree. The The original is, is the best of, of the both. 
and it's French, yes. right? Yeah. Is that right? Or Dutch or yes. what? Okay. French. Or Dutch. Whatever. French or Dutch? Yeah. Swedish, I think. Belgian? Swedish, I thought. Swedish? Yeah. yeah. It's Belgian. Lapland. And the, the, the film Dutch Finland. Is, the film is definitely Bergmanesque. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. That very cold. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Blue Fez is at the end of your list? Well, you know, that's, I think that's three. You know, I don't want to take up all the oxygen here in the asylum. So, yeah, why don't we, why don't we move on? All right. Well, the, the you know, uh, Dr. Head, let's go. Let's see what you got. Uh, my first choice is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I had that one, too. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if you, I don't think I can find another kid fantasy more accurately depicted in any movie than that one. Uh, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I always hated when it was over because I wanted to be, I was so happy, uh, you know, for, 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 uh, the kid and he's got, he won the chocolate factory. I wanted to be there, you know, and it, I actually ended up writing a paper about it when I was in grad school, uh, for my popular culture of sex class, you know, Oompa Loompa Love. (laughs) factory. We have to do a whole other podcast on that one. Wasn't that uh, wasn't that an escaped fetal fetal pig song I, too? I wrote the uh, song did that, in did, the paper. That's right. It was a it was yes, a pig song. Yes. yes. Did that yeah, lead up I, to a blue waffle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into all that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I did a, a few presentations on it at the National Popular Culture Association conference and. Uh, I had a lot of people laughing, and some people just came up to me afterwards and said, I'll never be able to watch this movie the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. But it, it combines fantasy, and the, Willy Wonka is a great character in that he's he's this weird kind of beneficiary, but he's also got this kind of detached sadism, you know, <laughs> and like letting kids kind of find their, find their own kind of uh, bad ends. You know, and um, but as far as a fantasy go and, and every every character, all the kids have their own personalities that are so striking and different. Uh, it, it's a complete, like horrifying fantasy at times. Who directed it? It's a good question. Oh, I don't know. Anybody out there who directed mm-hmm. it? We could find out. <laughs> Somebody look it up. The same guy that did James and the Giant Peach. Oh, it was directed by Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl did direct it. He wrote it. He wrote it. He wrote, it. No, yeah. just he wrote it. Worked on the screenplay, I believe. Oh, I can't. Well, therein lies, therein lies the character, you know, Mark. Wasn't, wasn't Walt Walker? No. But anyway, yeah, Roald it's, Dahl. it's a faithful rendition, I think. A really close uh, it ties to the Roald Dahl story. Well, yeah, and I, I think Mark's right. It was very magical, and it was magical when I was younger. But as I got older, it got a little creepier and a little creepier. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like you started to see his maniacal kind of uh, affect, and, and he was just uh, well, you know I, that kind of even when you first saw it, he was kind of mean. You're like going, he's a shithead. You know, he's not cool. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just the one moment he turns at the end, which I think that's like one of the best parts. You know? Yes. There's that. Yeah, because he's yelling, "You stole busy lifting drinks, or you get nothing." Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's like what? What? You know, what's the other movie like that? The, the 5,000 Fingers of uh, Dr. T. The, didn't uh, Dr. Seuss have a lot to do with writing that? And uh, who was it that, oh, who was that? Kramer. Kramer produced it. Oh, 
You've what seen what, that, what you does this have to do? What does this have to do with Charlie? It's a fever dream. It's horrifying. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre. It's a very yeah. strange. Uh, Mel Stewart, but it, Willy Wonka. Mel Stewart. Mel Stewart. There we go. All right. Uh, so, so very, what very else? Very you... faithful to, to yeah. doll. Now, yes, yeah. the, the, the some of the ends that the children have are a little different in the book, but the 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 overall the flavor uh, is the, yeah. the flavor is is the yeah. very the, very much the same. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you see the uh, the Tim Burton remake? I did. Yeah, I did. I know. Yeah, Enough said. I wasn't crazy about it, to be honest. Um, it was pointless. Yeah, and just like the the dialogue that Willy Wonka has, like, well, that's weird. So weird. I mean, it's like 90% of his dialogue is just saying that right. word. It just was a disappointment. I mean, it, it looks great. It's very, very overly polished. Opulent. Um, but, opulent. But give me the 71 version with that real physical chocolate factory, that entrance into the chocolate yes. factory. Yeah. When you first see it, it just takes your breath away. And I'm like, what does that taste like? Oh, what does that taste like? You know, you, you, your mind goes to that being that child again and wanting to like eat everything you can see you know like when, it's just great but it's also like it's, it's two things it's, right? bacon it's got that river <laughs> the river that's moving through stuff and you're like it doesn't even matter that it's a chocolate river it's just like he's got a factory with a river that you can ride a boat through yeah you know? get out of the river augustus <laughs> and that's not even chocolate <laughs> so what else you got uh my second pick is super eight uh, there mm. you go. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, you got a bunch of kids who are shooting a, a zombie movie and, and a military train derails. It's carrying an alien and uh, parts of the uh, alien craft. And these kids kind of get caught up into it as this alien escapes and is trying to like escape literally uh, from the earth. And it, they try to help it escape while the townspeople are figuring out what's going on it's it's kind of like a dark version of et you know <laughs> it's, it's spielberg's thumbprints are all over this um jj abrams project. which by the way would be another one though that would be a good one exactly it ties into et because it looks like a spielberg movie the sets the shots it looks like a spielberg movie but uh but right down to the like, lens flare yeah oh i thought the, the, the kids were wonderful especially the kid had all the fireworks i just loved him he was hysterical uh and and the superlative acting from uh oh i, I can see her face the, the girl was it the, the dakota fanning yeah she's one of the uh, fannings yeah yeah she was wonderful and stepping away uh, for a sec yeah so but i'll i'll stop talking about that and and let you guys talk about super eight now So Feather, what do you 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 tell us about your experience with Super Eight? My initial viewing um, was not favorable. I I just didn't like it. Um, didn't like it. But then I revisited it, it several months later, or well, it's probably six months, eight months, and I watched it and I thought, well, you know, I was stupid this is a really good movie well, he's not telling you that i also berated him for those six months for not liking well that movie. I, yeah i didn't want to say that. I, didn't, I didn't want to put that in there <laughs> that is true though that is true but yeah on on second viewing you know it's it's a great movie i think and uh you know i caught a lot on the second viewing you know i do that a lot you know knee-jerk reaction um yeah i you, hated uh pulp, pulp fiction, fiction. I, I was livid I was livid. I know what the fuck, you know, man. I, no kidding. I was I was unnecessarily angry over this is this is on the side on Pulp Fiction, 
we're driving home, you know, we're from Toledo, clear out into the boondocks. And, and I'm just railing about this movie, how bad it was, you know, almost get into a wreck with some old man. And that, you know, just, that just exacerbated the situation. But, you know, that does not sound like you at all. I just kept going with my tirade about how I hated this movie. And Quentin Tarantino is a fucking idiot and he should be fucking taken out back and, you know, behind the shed and shot like, like a, you know, like a dog. Oh, never mind. That brings me into my, my pick, but go ahead. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna say old yeller. Fuck. I'm gonna cry. Damn it, you just <laughs> I'm gonna god cry. Damn it. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeller. <laughs> old feller. So, what else you got in there, uh Doctor Head? Uh, anybody else wanna uh, t- wait, wait, wait. I forgot to yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, anyone else wanna wanna any, chime in on uh, Super Eight? Yeah, yeah. John, what do you think yeah. of Super Eight? Yeah. So I've only, unfortunately, I've only seen half the movie. I wasn't able to finish it, and I really wanted to see it because it brought back fond memories of a good friend of mine that I grew up, uh, Chris Kwapik and I, uh, when we discovered our our parents both had Super 8 cameras, and we spent a couple of summers just filming the goofiest shit you can imagine, um, you know, We'd save up our money, run and buy film at like the Lane Drug Store, slap it in the camera, <laughs> film these ridiculous shorts, and then so so, so watching the, the setup for this movie it was like, oh yeah, oh, that, that kind of brings back the day of doing that. And so I have to go back and finish watching the film. So I, I think I'm going to put that on my uh, watch list for this week. It's on Amazon after, Prime streaming. Amazon yeah, Prime after Doctor Fives. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What Guess about, why have you seen Super 8? Oh yeah, it was great. It was it's one of my favorite uh, movies. That was like one of my top picks. Uh, but I figured somebody was going to get to it before I did, which is cool. Um, uh, the uh, I went. I took my son to see it when he was about the age of those kids, um, and we used to go to the movies a lot. Uh, but it was one of the more memorable times when we went. He was just like gushing afterwards and just explaining in detail the entire movie. And I'm like going, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, so it was just, a, I just, you know, I got to live through his eyes with that movie. And I was just blown away. I really liked the kids. I thought the kid acting was great. I liked that they didn't, they, they avoided certain cliches. So like when there's the rivalry between the guy who's the director and the kid who has the, you know, they have that tri- love triangle or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Uh, but That's they they exactly what it was. Yeah. But they resolve it like that. Like it's just over, you know, move on. Yeah. Uh, it's just you know the they just don't dwell on anything and there's no melodrama. It's all like it's all very I think you know very cool and believable, um, yeah. and just the the kids' presence on screen. And I think that's what this uh, podcast was supposed to be about. Is this is where the you know these really kind of magical moments with with kid actors, which that's that's got to just be so difficult uh, as a director uh, and as a kid trying to you know, prop up a movie by J.J. Abrams was it's a multi, multi-million dollar film. And they did it. They knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they uh, every, every, these kids were believable. Um, and, and speaking of, of children and magical moments, I do have one more I'd like to, to chime in. I'm not sure if anyone has seen this. This is a horror film called The Children, like 2008 <laughs> or 2005, something like that. Is, anyone no, seen that? Is this... <laughs> is this I don't, uh, is this the one where they have the black fingernails? Uh, no, I think it's, that's eighties. Yeah, the this, children or, or this is one where they get like it's like a like a 
they're all at this party or, you know, someone's having a, like a birthday party or a family gathering or something. And one of the kids gets really sick. And then eventually like, all one by one, these kids start getting really, really violently ill and then becoming like m insane, murderous, like maniacal monsters and like stabbing their parents and going around killing everybody. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to take three years of adolescence and cram it in about 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, very rarely do you have children protagonists who are on, going so out of their way to be such violent uh, killers in a horror film. It's usually a taboo, or you don't really want, you know, you can't show all that, but the focus is on these kids are just sons of bitches, and they are just out <laughs> for blood. And uh, that's what I loved about it. It was like, it was so wonderfully freeing to see these violent, awful children. <laughs> you know, it was, it was it's, it's terrific fun. Yeah, well, that's a good one. I've never seen that one. Anybody else seen that one? No. Mm -hmm. Feather? Nope. Yeah. I'm the lucky one. You guys need I, to see I, it. It sounds, it sounds interesting. I'm going to have to check it out. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you say that the children actor, the kid actors are really good? You know, uh, <laughs> well, they're good at acting like they're like possessed. Well, I've never seen a kid in that kid. position. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, because it it's it's a, it comes out of nowhere, you know. Uh, it, it's it's such a pleasant time, and then, then one kid gets sick, and then like you know, ten minutes later, everyone's out trying to hide from these children because they're all grabbing knives and you know, the blood coming out of their mouths and stuff. A it's typical a typical horror plot, but mm -hmm. with the emphasis on the children. Yeah, yeah that's what that's I love about. Yeah, I think yeah, we get a different point of perspective. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's a good. You know, it's a good first date movie. Let's just say that. <laughs> hey, honey, this is why I don't want to have kids. It's going to say, and I'm ovulating. <laughs> and there are my three. Oh, yeah. Preventative, contraceptive. All right. So, uh, since uh, we'll be moving on to Professor Feather. All right. Are, well, you going with, are you going with Ode Yelder? Come on. Yeah, um, that that's one. It became it was kind of an aside. Um, yeah, because I don't want to think about it. <laughs> no, he pooped in the yard again. I bring I bring it up. No, I bring it up mainly. This is from my childhood because this is 1957 when Old Yeller came out. It's a you know, a Disney film of all things. And I'm seven years old, so I go to the theater, you know, to see it. Yes, this is a theater story. You saw this but one in the theater? I did see this one in the theater. Take a drink. But anyway, um, it's a pretty, it was a pretty traumatic film for a seven-year-old, you know, to watch this dog have to die in the end. And, um, you know, just it traumatized the shit out of me. But I don't really bring it up because it had a couple of actors in it, Tommy Kirk and uh, uh, Kevin Corcoran. And <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, what? I, I didn't hear that. What? Oh, I muted him. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and he was also the shaggy dog. Oh, okay. Which is, which is, uh, another, which is another movie yeah. that when I was a kid and watched the shaggy dog, I loved that movie. <laughs> that, that was, was a good the dark end where they movie. have to put the dog down. You have seen that version? <laughs> <laughs> they shot him as oh, a werewolf. Is, was that the Aronofsky version? Yeah. 
But anyway, I, okay. I watched, um, and I watched, you know, I grew up with the Disney champ, you know, being, uh, you know, Walt Disney, the Disney World and all that. And um, they were always prime, they were Disney, um, you know, contracted actors. And so they popped up a lot. And so I kind of grew okay. up with them. Um, and in a series, but Old Yeller was kind of the start of it. Yeah. You know? And and I really empathized. I think I, you know, Tommy Kirk and I all of a sudden, you know, just that was the empathy there. It was incredible. You know, never had that in. Maybe the only other film that I've ever had that in was Shadow of a Vampire, but that's a whole different story. You didn't feel anyway, that with. You didn't feel that with Mars Needs Women. Mars. That was my second pick. No. <laughs> that was a different feeling. That was a different feeling. <laughs> That's right. Tommy, so, Tommy Kirk. <laughs> but my have an intimate portrayal of a Mars who wants to fuck a chick. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, yeah. Hey. Yeah. I've never seen Old Yeller. I know the story enough to know that I cannot watch that ever in my life. Oh, I, I, uh, I cry at the every end of time. Watch movies about dogs getting put down or dying or animals That's dying. Hard. Oh, it's anything like that. I, I can't oh. even bring myself to watch King Kong anymore. At least not the end. Even uh, even to talk about them sometimes is just hard. You know, it because is. They, it is. They, they, yes, because there's. You know, you just, you know. <laughs> I'm an animal person. You know, I, 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 I love animals more than people for the most part. And I, I, uh, I, you know, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I think I've only seen it once. And I, I think it was on the wonderful world of Disney. You know, it was at Sunday night oh, or whatever yeah. when yes, it used to be yes, on TV. Yes, I remember yes. seeing it that one time. And I remember thinking, this is terrible. This is so <laughs> and, 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 you know, after that, yeah, you see it once, you go hug your dog for like an hour. It's, yeah, that was has, has it's a good movie. Anybody but. seen uh, what is that? The ABCs of Death, and it's I can't remember which one it's in. It's in one or two, but they're, they're like these fifteen little minute anthology thing. But there's this one where this guy's fighting in a ring, like a street fighter type guy in this surly, nasty looking place. But the whole gist of it, you know, and this is all compacted into like ten minutes. But he's been looking for his dog. Anyway, it ends up his dog is like, he's like, they put anything in the ring with him. So they release this dog after him. And anyway, it ends up being his dog. I, the, the way it was filmed was so cool. It was just cool. Yeah. But I, it, I, yeah. It, I recommend. Yeah. If you can watch at least that segment, that was really good. It's about the kids, not the dogs. Yeah. It's, the, it's about the kids, not the dogs. I know, but that's it. Got sidetracked with the animals. Sorry. Yeah, old yellow. So, what else do you have, Feather? All right. Uh, you know, I, I I hit on a lot of the what everybody else hit. One of the things I I kind of thought was strange that nobody here did, and I'm not doing it, but was uh, the the TV series. What's it called? Stranger Things. Oh, mm. right. Duh. Yeah. You know, I yeah, yeah. I, I kind of figured one of you guys might have brought that up, but well, nobody it, uh, did. It, it, um, it, it and petered anyway, out after let the me first move season. On. So mine. My, I'm good. We're going to bypass that. Mine is, uh, I'm, I took a different route, um, and I st started thinking, and thinking about kid movies took me back to my childhood, I, obviously, you know. One of the things that I watched during my early childhood was uh, on TV, and it was uh, a series of films called the Andy Hardy series that starred oh, yeah. Mick Mickey Rooney. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's like six. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like 16 films made. Or, or, yeah, 16 films made in uh, the period of 1947, 1937 to 1947. 15 films were made, and then 
they did a reunion in 1958. Um, and oddly enough, it was uh, Mickey Rooney's son who actually played his son in the reunion. I, I can't remember his name. Um, but anyway, um, it's about, uh, it's Americana. You know, it takes place in Carvel, Idaho, which doesn't really exist. And it was a, you know, a, 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 a stable of MGM contract actors who had to come through and play. There were people in here like Judy Garland yep. was in some of them. Uh, mm -hmm. Lana Turner was in, was in one, you know, um, but it's a piece of Americana. And I would watch this probably on a Saturday afternoon. It could be, you know, uh, the you know four o'clock movie. There was a, you know, I think on channel 11 around here, it was a four o'clock movie, you know, and the maybe it was the big show was on, you know, but over the years, you know, and I've, I've seen them all and loved them all and kind of grew up with them, you know, watching them, their, his progression. And they're ridiculous. They're absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, Mickey Rooney, no matter what, the guy had this some kind of a weird charisma, you know. Uh, he just, and it, it was like he was, he was, you know, the male. He was How the male, old is he? Is he was he the male or not? He was the male version of Bubbly, you know. <laughs> but anyway, that, that was my second pick. How many has... I, some of you have seen some of these. Oh, I've oh, seen yeah. most of them. Yeah, because they used oh, to be yeah. on. Like mm -hmm. the, I haven't. They're, they're kind of like on my like. I need to watch these because I see. No, them they're all not. The they shouldn't be. But okay. Well, no, oh, I, yeah, I, no I, come I, on. So yes, many of them, and I like Mickey Rooney, and I thought, well, these look kind of fun and silly. I must have seen bits and pieces, but never sat down to watch one actively because I like Mickey Rooney. I mean, because the early ones. Well, so you've seen his performance in the Midsummer Night's Dream. Brilliant, oh, yeah. yeah that's my favorite. Movie. My favorite. That's my favorite uh, rendition of Shakespeare. That movie. What, what year was that? Thirty uh, something. Thir like thirty three, thirty four. Something, something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. But he was um, perfect as Puck. You're right. Oh yeah, awesome. it's a gorgeous film. But no, I've been a fan. I, you know, Seder. I like his movies, <laughs> and I thought I gotta watch these movies. There's just so many of them, um, and they just look like they're kind of light and silly fun that anyone can watch and enjoy. And, and they're they're a really good reflection of the culture of the time, the pop yeah, culture of I the agree. time. And yeah, so I said they 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 represent Americana, you know, one version of Americana. Um, and but yeah. and and they and he's he's funny, you know. They're 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 absolutely light, you know. They're serious, you know. They have a moral. Um, they these were movies that these you know they did fifteen of them, you know, in ten years. So, you know, that's like, you know, they're cranking those babies right out. It was all on the MGM back lot, you know? Um, so, anyway, so I know a lot about that because I, I really remember those a lot. Yeah, know? well, John, didn't you see them like on like Saturday or Sunday afternoon television or something like that? That's, yeah, that's, that's how that, I saw them. Yeah, that's how I saw them too. I, I remember my, my, grand, my grandparents um, would spot and they're like, oh, you might like this. And, uh, I, I I agree with you, Feather, that he, Mickey Rooney, has this weird presence, this charisma. You you just kind of like, oh, you, you see it and you sit down and the next thing you know, you've watched two of them. Because he, he, and in my opinion, is it's like, it's it's just built around him because he just has this enthusiasm that just carries the film and everybody's just kind of along for the ride and you're like, you're like, all right, okay. He bounces. He does. He, bounces <laughs> he is. He's, mm -hmm. Didn't he play uh, 
Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer? Yes. As well. Yeah, Adventures well, of Huck Finn. Tom, One of those. And Thomas Edison, yes. too. Yeah. Which suited yeah, him, the, I thought. Yeah. The, the, the story and, and him as an actor, I thought they went well together. Okay, Dr. Tar, what do you got going on over there? Wait, Professor Feather, did you have any more that you wanted to throw in there? Nope, that was it. Okay, Dr. Tar, what do you got? Man, I really don't have a list, but I was I was thinking of that. Uh, okay, on, on with the next person. Bad Seed. <laughs> bad Seed? Oh, fuck you guys. Bad Seed. Bad Seed. Uh, do you guys remember this movie? Uh, I've heard of that it. It was like one of the first ones that uh, stuck in my head. Uh, Patty McCormick. Um, I couldn't tell you who directed it, but it was like, what, 1957, something like that. But anyway, it was like the first depiction of a uh, child. Uh, oh, what, what What's the term? You know, just maniac. She will defy her. She'll kill you. you know, evil. 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 Yes. Evil. Betsy. Evil. Anyway. anyway, that movie, when I was little, that movie, first time I saw that, that was kind of, that was, wow, what is that? You know, she looks like a little girl and all of a sudden this guy comes bursting out of the basement doors on fire. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's but a anyway. psychopath. Yes, she is. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. To the highest order. I, I love and it, the, but the mother was trying to always to protect her, always denying and all that stuff, and you know, looking the other way. And I love was, the movie. Yeah, the movie was just kind of interesting. So, yeah, I've never seen anyway, it, but I, I want. That to. was the first one I remember. It was kind of like a Jack Hill movie, but I don't think he did it. <laughs> yeah, that would be. <laughs> oh yeah, Jack Hill. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It was. Yeah, it is. It is disturbing, especially when you consider when it came out. I think it was like fifty-eight or something. Something you know, like that. Yeah. 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 Oh no. Yeah. Thinking, it was wow, weird. Is, you know that scene where you had mentioned uh, Tar with the uh, the guy you know being on fire and realizing that this this little girl is doing all that is like wow, this is pretty ballsy for you know the era, the time in which this movie came out. You know, it was violence was seen off screen, but then having a child maliciously. You know, be the one behind all this. It's like, okay, bravo. And, yeah, and smirk about it too. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. See, Doctor Head, this is the precursor to the children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is no, really, it is. But then, on the other you hand, want to support you, abortion. So you know. <laughs> but on the other hand, you, you got, and I love this movie is The Invisible Boy, <laughs> just with Robbie the robot and uh, which is Richard Ear. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> That's a great movie. Oh, I, oh I no, when I was a little movie. kid, I loved this movie. I I just thought this is one of the coolest movies. I, I just yeah. It's Robbie it the about? robot. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Uh, uh well, his uh his father uh, this kid, what's his name? Anyway, his father's working on some top secret project and they come across these old uh when they're cleaning out this deceased scientist room they find these uh inst instructions to build this robot and someone pieces this robot together anyway <laughs> they they allude that it could be from the future and all this other stuff it, it was pretty cool anyway they bring it to life and it's intelligent <laughs> anyway it's one of those boy <laughs> news robot type things <laughs> yes it is it is that's a great that's a great it's so it is, like, so and it's great. great when you were a little kid you love this thing 
and it was just, and he builds that really cool kite with like propelled by the, you know, by the thrusters and all that stuff. Does it have some of the sensibilities like Tobor the Great as far as the relationship between the kid and the robot? Oh my God, yes. And Tobor is another one, you know, with the okay. kid yeah, and the go. relationship yeah. with the robot. Yeah. yeah. When was that one made? Oh, and then you could go with a Colossus of New York too. Yeah. With Attack the, of the, the Monsters. Kid. Oh, oh, fuck. Any of the Gamera movies. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Attack, you're right. Attack of the Monsters. Hey, I think there's a Tar and Feather episode out on Attack of the Monsters. Yes, yes, put out. And where can where could one who might be interested acquire a copy? Um, you have Ethernet. It's in the ether somewhere. <laughs> the interweb. Sorry. <laughs> That is a good one. Yeah, that reminds me. Yeah, one of my other ones, you know, and we, because we've talked about it so much, was uh, Invaders from Mars. That, oh, my God, yes. I was a kid watching that. I, that was because, you know, identifying with the kid. Now, did you like that one? Did you I liked like it? it when I was a kid. I mean, I loved it when I was a kid. I, I yeah. watch it now, and it's, you know, it's, I still like it, it because it has but, a real quality to it. Right. Yes. And I, and that's really interesting because that's, I think, uh, what's his name who designed all that? Uh, Menzies? Is that his name? I think so, yeah. And George, but wasn't he like a cinematographer for a lot of other movies? I mean, he gave, but anyway, he gave a lot of thought to the way that looked. He was trying to go for the dreamlike, you know, the, you're right, the surreal look. And that, I think that has a lot to do with why it looks like it's I think that's the one I did. These, like, you didn't like it. Uh, I, yeah. I know you didn't like it. You know why? Because that, kid's, just, that kid's acting was like a public service announcement. I mean, it was it, like one of those like anti-masturbating films that you see in high it's school. It's supposed to be a dream. It's a dream. Everything's over-exaggerated. Yeah, I just thought. But anyway, I like it. Don't touch it, Jimmy. It was... It's not good to touch it. <laughs> no, Jimmy. It damn is you, good to touch it. Damn you, nine foot green mutants. I think that movie led me into my love of Cronenberg. Uh, uh, <laughs> How's that? Explain that. I think we're about to be schooled by the professor. <laughs> I don't know if I want to, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> How did that lead to Cronenberg? Because it questions reality. Okay. All right. All right. You, and Cronen, you know, Cronenberg, you know, it was just like that. It's like a line, you know, from there to Cronenberg. It is. You know, I like Cronenberg because films, you don't know if it's uh, right. Yes. Because, it, yeah, at the end, a uh, little Jimmy there, <laughs> he wakes up. All right. And so sees it. You got Sean, you got, uh, sorry, Tar. You got any other ones? Uh, well, we talked a little bit about it. Was uh, Children of the Damned? I really liked that movie. Um, Both and of Children them? were the focus. You said you liked the second one, not the first well, and, one. Well, I like both of them, but I really like the second one. I think I like it a little better than the first. And that's one. the John Carpenter one. No, no, it's the sequel. Uh, There's two sequel. It's yeah. a sequel. It, John it is, uh, Carpenter yeah, is, is a remake. Yeah, oh, okay. there's like three. Oh, did you ever see the uh, what is that? Uh, the one what had uh, the one what had uh, <laughs> Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Uh, yes. These are the damned. These are yes. the damned. Yes. 
Jones. And that's not a bad movie either. That's kind of bleak. I mean, that's a really bleak movie. They breed these children to survive a nuclear war. So they're like subjected to these this radiation. They have no contact with people other than a TV camera talking to this man they call father. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I saw that. That, that was, it was pretty, pretty bleak. Bleak's a good birthday. Yeah, it had Oliver Reed in it. Yeah, know. Cold War paranoia. They, it was kind of lumped. Yeah. It was kind of lumped in with that, these are the damn thing. But but it's a kind of a cool movie. It's it's pretty good. I like it. I, you know, I can, if I can anyway. add one more, just a, a general discussion. We don't have to go into it at length, but I would be um, you know remiss if I didn't bring up the Gamera trilogy or the Gamera movies of the 60s. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the Showa era Gamera movies because, you know, Gamera, friend to children, you know, all children. Uh, those movies really, really were child's fantasy. Um, yeah, I was wondering why you didn't bring those up. I was going to say, Dr. Head, you need your head examined. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got Gamera, I mean, Johnny Sacco and the giant robot. Oh, Johnny Sacco. Very kid. You There's know, so kid, much of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to be Johnny Sacco. I mean, I wanted to be with like friends with him, so Giant Robot would carry me his hand. <laughs> like, I wanted a jetpack, you know. I mean, all oh, the whole the whole thing. I mean, Godzilla's Revenge. Uh, again, that's the one aimed for an eight year old kid. You well, want to be on, that was on like a Colossus of New York. Yeah, you know, with with Godzilla and be friends with Minya. Like, oh, I can be friends with Minya, and he could tell Godzilla how much I love him. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, all those shows were were definitely focused on the kids as the the protagonists, as the main actors. As a kid growing up watching them, I mean, I was just totally sucked in. You know, it was impossible not to think that Gamera liked me as much as I liked Gamera. You know, so yeah, it's a total children's fantasy, and I still feel that way. You know, when I when I watch these movies, you know, I'm a little more shocked at the gun amount of gunplay and Johnny Sacco. Like, wow, this is really violent. I don't remember oh, this at all which, as a kid. Which, you know, but of the new, but, uh, of the new Gamera right. movies, what was that? When they was, I, was it the Icy's one? Where anyway, the kids laying there on the ground. You know, he's in the midst of this giant monster fight, and he's looking into another building, and you see the laser like slice through the building. Oh, the Gamera but three, the keeps, invasion of Eris. Yes, and yeah. he keeps telling himself that Gamera likes me. Gamera likes me. Camera yeah. likes me. <laughs> just like you know, try to reassure himself that this is I, that was a good scene. That was a really good. Yeah, that that '90s trilogy uh, was really amazing. Gamera Three: Invasion of Eris was is I think probably the darkest kaiju movie since the original Gojira. Um, and you absolutely see the, oh, I that's it. the destruction right. from I a human point of view. The shots were from a human point of view, and and it was incredibly violent but we should hey maybe that could be the focus that of a should, whole that podcast should be yeah i think it should be it absolutely should be because yeah. i my you know i i watched all those 90s ones with my kid too you know i mean those again yeah. you know you get those connections and i think you know it's part of why i was interested in doing this podcast is we are all children who lived inside of movies like a lot you know mm. and and mm-hmm. the kind of connection you could get when there was a kid that was the protagonist i mean you know that was even more like you said like uh uh, I wanted to live at Willy Wonka's factory, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. I didn't, and I didn't want it to end. It was like the Wizard of Oz was the same way. Even as it was horrific, sometimes it's just like this is once a year I get to see it. I don't want yeah. it to end, you know. Um, yeah. And I think that's you know it, it's funny because uh, this is what I like. You know, we get Tar and Feather bringing in these movies that are um, movies that I'm going. Oh, well, you know, I'm picking all the low-hanging fruit from the last 30 years, as opposed to there's all these other kid movies 
that I now want to put on my list and watch. Even the ones that you guys are talking about, like the children and children of the damned and all these like freaky movies. Uh, I'll watch those, <laughs> you know, but it's like, I think there's something about what we all do. Um, you know, blue fez, all that kind of stuff. That's how we've all kind of connected is this very rich fantasy life that involves media, movies, books, you know, stories, all that kind of stuff. TV, TV. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of media whatsoever. So I think that's, that's good. Um, so I'm going to, I'm just going to round out with a couple of things, uh, movies that I really like that have kids in them. Um, you know, we mentioned, you know, some, some bigger ones like the Goonies, you know. That's, oh yes, that's Goonies. A, yeah. I mean, again, that's, that's fun. Again, it's another Spielberg influence. Like that dude's sphere of influence is just crazy. Because uh, it's Disney's a Christopher Curry at Dracula's Castle. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. When it's like a, <laughs> Jimmy Walker. <laughs> when there's also, I mean, the fact that it's Christopher Columbus, right? And Christopher Columbus is um, also the person responsible for Harry. Uh, Potter, like the first couple of movies for that, that really set the tone while they were still kids. Yes. Um, and I think that's a really good kids movie because again, they got perfect actors, kid actors, you know, um, and they grew into those parts, you know, even though the story kind of meanders or whatever you want to think about it. Yes. The kids you got all, to grow up with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah you got, it was yeah. kind of cool. And they were, they were very cool. Um, and then we can get a little bit uh, older um, and it would be like things like Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really weird, but it's it's still that's a, there's a kid aspect to that, you know. Now that we're older, high school is like still yeah. being a kid. Um, now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I got these tater tots in my pockets. Yeah. Um, and then there's a very Napoleon uh, Dynamite esque movie called Sasquatch Gang. The Sasquatch Gang. I've seen that. Yeah, it's not as good as Napoleon Dynamite, but it's still got that element that's kind of fun. When I think it's different, I think it's, you know, it, there's an element of Napoleon Dynamite, but I think the other part of it is even, uh, I don't know, is really cool as well. It captures something else besides Napoleon. Napoleon Dynamite is almost so weird that he's that weird kid we made fun of, but now we don't make fun of him because he's interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> in, in high school. Whereas the people in the Sasquatch gang, I think, are very stereotypical. Like, they're very templated, you know. Um, and what I like about the Sasquatch Gang, it was originally called the Apple Dumpling Sasquatch Gang. Oh, and, nice. And they changed the name to the <laughs> Sasquatch Gang. Yeah. Um, and then, but it's got, uh, um, what is it, uh, the, the two actors that are in there. Um, oh, shit, what is it? Well, it's produced by Kevin Spacey, so that should tell you about a lot. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, But the, there's the two older yeah, it guys. It tells me it's probably pretty good. Yeah, there's the exactly. There's two other. That's what I mean. He, there's two older guys um, that are like these rednecks, but the one sidekick of those acts like Mike from American Movie. Like his whole speech pattern and everything is based on Mike. Uh, you know, from that documentary. If you haven't seen American Movie, you should see American Movie. But I think you know, there's those are some more modern kids things. You had mentioned, um, uh, what was it, uh, Stranger Things? Yes. Yeah, and I think that was great for the first season, but beyond that, I I lost you know, it just I don't know. I don't think it kept its uh, momentum. Yeah, whatever it is, it's tenor or whatever it is. It just like shifted, you know, kind of gears, you know, the nostalgia or the nostalgia wears off because it was the 80s and there's only so much nostalgia you can have for the 80s. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
All I can oh, say I is... I totally agree on that one, yes. <laughs> All right, so has anybody, wanna... so anybody seen the Sasquatch Gang besides Mark? I have, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have. You have? No, neither have yeah. Oh, it's worth a watch. It's really quirky and just kind of charming, you know, and it's ridiculous, you know. So just like yeah, it's Justin Long, you know, some familiar faces for sure. Justin Long, that's what I, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Now, what about um, what about some of the other movies? I mean, Harry Potter, like we, we were just talking. How about, about how about who killed Doc Robin, starring George Zucco? <laughs> Does he wear a no, sweater? No, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah. Good. Good children. It's like who solved this mystery? These kids, kind of like the Scooby Doo gang. And it was in color. Oh, there you and go. In color. <laughs> yeah, Scooby Doo. George Zucco in color. Yeah, I Which think he still was kind of like a pasty white, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, one of the other ones I would met, you know, we you'd mentioned or somebody had mentioned was ET. You know, again, anything that Spielberg. And it's funny how we haven't talked a lot about the Spielberg movies, but Spielberg influenced movies, right? So you've got uh, E.T., which is definitely a kid's movie. You know, or, or I mean, a movie that is the vehicle is mostly kids. Um, but what do you guys think of what is the magic of E.T.? What, why is that such a beloved movie? Do you hate it? If you hate it, then it's not a beloved movie. <laughs> I think it was just a, a, a movie at the time. And that. Sorry, my hellhound. My hellhound. <laughs> the hounds have a very strong opinion about ET. <laughs> well, I think ET is a big movie. You know, I think that one and uh, Close Encounters, which is not necessarily about you know predominantly kids, other than those aliens at the end, they were all little kids. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but what is it about ET? I think that that you know, there's. There's something about that and uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind that are... are um... Quit mentioning that, that name. I know. I think what it is is the E.T., you know, because you see this this creature identify and and uh, with children and children identify with the creature, it, it taps into that child in us. Even though if we're old, we still have that kid in us that wants to tap back into that sense of wonder and innocence and and goodness and and things become very simple black and white we have the you know the bad government people and the good alien the good kids you know and it, it's it, simple it's very simple right and, and and what we we see how uh the fears of the alien invasion have kind of been taken away by this gentle loving sweet creature who prefers to you know the, the company of these children because he, he kind of <laughs> is like that kid well, here, here's the know? twist is, is here, it there's the is twist. it just weird or is it just me that et kind of looks like Minya in the face <laughs> i don't know oh okay just so saying. but here's the here's the interesting part is that it's not uh, i think et isn't that simple in that the government does represent this kind of invading force but there's that one dude you know that he gets to meet that is wanting to help him save E.T. and that helps him oh, yeah. sabotage I mean, it because he no, I himself, right. you don't see that told till much later yeah but, but you know that's the thing that think think sets up this drama right but, but it's plucking all these strings that yeah it, yeah I, I agree it is it, but it, I get, it is deeper than what it is yeah. but it's so I said it, that movie I think changed a lot of things not just about like alien things because it's a nice alien and you come to find out he is a kid you know 
he is a lost ch a child lost on this planet um, and you've got that that guy that is the savior um, you've got the divorced mother which you was not portrayed very much you know up until that you know that time you know it's like the late 70s early 80s all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. uh, and then we got the we got the whole thing about the kid playing Dungeons and Dragons at the beginning. Come on, <laughs> that was right. a big deal. I mean, I'm like, all right. And I think that's part of what uh, he's going to hell playing that devil game. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's also <laughs> he is, brought the demons down. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Stranger Things was set like that too. They, like what, that first or second episode, they're sitting in the basement playing D and D, and you they actually go through playing D and D, and you're like, going, whoever wrote that actually played D&D &D when they were a kid you know <laughs> yeah. so I think those kinds of things set you up but so I think that's good anybody have any last thoughts on oh, movies man, with great so kids there are the gate do you Wait. guys remember the oh, gate yes the oh. gate yeah, yeah. I, had, I had that on my list yeah I like that one that was yeah. a good one yeah here's the one. little the little minions that yep. was always fun I'm going to throw this out here. I don't know if it, it qualifies. What about The Shining? Yeah, I would because we we talked about the balance. We Because I, I think that and Poltergeist would be in there, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Mrs. Yeah, on <laughs> yeah, so I think those are, that's a, those are all good ones, too. Any other ones anybody wants to throw out there? Uh, if we're talking teenager, uh, this is this is another one. It's not a... It's, it's horrific in a way, but it's not horror. Hard candy. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that's a that's a hard one to watch. That brings yeah that it is that is a hard one. Yeah, that brings up a thirteen-year-old girl. How, okay, how hard was this? <laughs> it didn't have a, it, it didn't have a creamy center. This was all hard. <laughs> That brings up another one that just you know popped into my mind since you said that it's it's this movie uh, because it was so hard. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Tar, hold up. Let me think. It's um. Oh wait a minute, I got it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, wait a minute, just a minute. I got I got a monster of Party Beach. <laughs> oh yes, the whole teenage cycle horror movie monster. Uh, I was a teenage werewolf. I was a teenage Frankenstein. I have a tagline for that movie. It's a uh, the T-shirt for the movie made my chest sweat. <laughs> well, there I hate that. I hate that movie. Monster Party Beach. Yeah, the T-shirt made my chest. Yeah, sweat. it was a heavy ink. Made my nipples perspire. Yeah, they sent it to him, and they said, "Yeah, it's no problem. We can print that." And then when they said the first test printing was like. Oh, the, you know, the ink's not really coming through. It kind of looks fuzzy. We're going to have to put extra ink on there. I'm like, we'll do whatever you need to do. But, yeah, it's a lot of ink on there. <laughs> wow. 3D. But it's a great image, though. It's kind of like my body. Got a lot of ink on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. But it's a, it's a spectacular <laughs> image. And, and, yeah, unless, tattooed sailor you. <laughs> unless anybody's got some final words, we're going to call that an episode. Cool? Call it. Sounds good. This has been a lot of fun today. It's a good episode. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of good fun. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! It was a bit that loud. stops him in the track. <laughs> so, sorry, it was a bit loud. This is Dr. Tar. 
This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. (laughs) And you've been listening to... Unsane Radio. Contact us at unseenradio at gmail.com. If you can be watched on Twitter. You can see everybody somewhere. That's my new that's that's my new <laughs> It's the catch-all. See everybody somewhere. I got a lazy plug. Screw you, NSA. <laughs> I got a plug, but it ain't, ain't, ain't lazy. It's got batteries. <laughs> We're on Twitter. Radio at Radio Insane. There you go. <laughs> Mark Justice, comma writer. Go check that out. Yeah, buy my books. If you're listening to this, you'll, you'll like his. You'll like his books if you're listening to this. Yeah, Gage Black, Hell's Revenge, Splatter Western. And what's the other one? We Freaks. That was a good oh. Phrase. Oh, that's that's, the other that's one is, uh, Yeah, the, the cozy mystery. Twas the week after Christmas. Oh. Which, which, if you, if I'm now, let, look, I don't really like cozy mysteries, but it's a good one. I do, seriously, you know, I've read several. I've read quite a few. I really do kind of like shit. I love it. I was. It's good. I, I was a, a bit disappointed. I thought it was about a cover for a teapot. <laughs> cozy mystery. I'm a little teapot. <laughs> well, anyway, it was so cozy. <laughs> Oh yeah, we freaks. Because <laughs> we <Yep>. freaks. <laughs> yeah, we we be freaks too. But There's a dude blunt tundra there, buddy. <laughs> Intended, yes. I don't know what else can I say. You know the, the typical Facebook stuff. Tarnfeather.com. Oh, tarnfeather.com. Um, no, don't go there because the website's all screwed up. Send us your emails. Love we us. Need, if anybody out there wants to donate their time to be a a, a webmaster. Contact uh, uh, feather at tarnfeather.com. Thank you. <laughs> at Professor oh, Feather, cool. I can help you. <laughs> I can help too. There you go. Well, there you go. I can't. <laughs> Fasha, you're I'll, my father. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll put your you're doctor head. Come on. Doesn't work. Yeah. I'm not that kind of doctor. You're the administrative man. That's right. Just a tip. <laughs>